taste of dragons gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragons gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of taste the dragons the toddcast the video game podcast that all you tiny tinas listen to and this week Troy and mando walk us through a wonderland the news is embracing showcases and finally we discuss tabletop games in video games in our tasty topic and as always my name is brian my name is troy i'm manda i'm hassel and i'm joe we're all here yeah in a row (laughs) i am happy to see each and every one of you perfect attendance uh your back your back is towards me troy oh i'm sorry you're in the you're in the video screen how about Mm. i'll give you some extra shoulder Mm, there it is (laughs) yeah look at that turn around i won't be facing the mic if i do so Uh, enjoy the shoulder. this works so good for this audio medium we have (laughs) people can imagine it's a coy shoulder i have confidence in our listeners that they can imagine Imagine the wiggle, wiggle, wiggle meme. Troy gives a good shoulder. Yeah. He does. Never cold. No, never, never cold. Never. Not my style. Piping hot. <laughs> Piping hot shoulder. All day, every day. That's right. Well, welcome to uh, the month of May, also known as the last month of normalcy for this podcast. That's right. In one month, listeners at home, we're going to be going into our bonus summer episodes, which means Ooh, we go off the rails. We do. You may Ooh. like, you may think. You may like how we kind of structure our, our podcast here. We have some games. We got some news. We got some topics. We got some dragons of the week, but not in the summer. Uh-uh. It's like free form. It's art, baby. We take, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, this little peek behind the curtain, is during <laughs> during the year, we take all of our tangents and we put them into a tangent jar yes. and, and, and we cram them down in there. Yes. Yeah. And then during the summer, mm-hmm. we open that jar and just let them explode yeah. all like over the podcast. It's like one of those like, snakes like, yeah, s- that yeah, pop out. Of, like, yeah, but it's all tangents. It so. is. Oops, it is all like tangents. Two, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two weeks ago, we had one of those episodes. Uh, unfortunately, you oh, guys right. can hear that. There because was, it belongs it during the, the summer. summer. Right, exactly yeah. We'll I have it again it. in, in the happened. summer. Yeah. Listen, sometimes buttons get away from us. It's we okay. We didn't sometimes. intentionally get rid of that episode because it was a tangent and Not it at all. just belongs in the summer. But that was a like one long form tangent episode. That was, it, was. That, it belonged in the summer, which is why it couldn't happen. It just... It just couldn't be. Or maybe it was just that someone didn't pay attention to which red lights were not on. Your brain knew it was a bonus I don't think that episode. could possibly be it. Yeah. I think, I Again, think the minute you heard us talk about theme parks for 31 minutes, you went, you know what? <laughs> this one doesn't need to see the light of day. <laughs> yeah, she actually uh, hit unhit the record button when that happened. She's like, oops. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Here, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, You did I, a good work. Oh. Keeping our integrity strong. Yeah, so yeah we, we get to save that for the summer now. But, but yeah. Look forward. It's already in June. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna be just free flowing. That's right. Absolutely. You guys always post those memes of it's gonna be May. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's gonna be it's June. It's gonna be yeah. June. <laughs> but what's going on for today though? That's right. So, so today let me ask you guys our opening question. My question for you is what is your favorite sport to play in a video game? And I do mean sport loosely. It could be like roller skating, like in California <laughs> games. It could be like volleyball. It could be whatever sport you want it to be. It could be like one of those like like bowling and Wii sports, whatever it is. <laughs> what, what do you guys like? <laughs> uh, when, when can we start mentioning horses in this one? <laughs> what are we just going to get to? I, I, you know what my favorite what? sport is? Just horseback riding. <laughs> I mean, if that's what your favorite sport is, Michelle, then like, please that, tell that us Barbie about how much you enjoy riding? horseback riding. Yeah, no, I I like it because we 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 
grab these questions and we have like a specific question to answer and we do everything but answer that question from time to time or we bend the rules of the question to fit our motif which i love always make it about horses from going forward (laughs) no matter what you find a way oh man but mine is not horses. My, okay. Mine is fencing. Um, I enjoy, ah. uh, they had a, an Olympics video game recently. Yeah. That was, I think it was like Wii Olympics, mm-hmm. but they had fencing in that, which I very much enjoyed. And then also uh, PlayStation has a VR Fruit Ninja game and do not sleep on that game. <laughs> oh my gosh. You it's get the two, perfect VR game. Well, one, like like you get two Wiimotes. So you have you have two swords in your hand, okay. uh, which is not how I learned fencing, but <laughs> is absolutely glorious. Um, and uh, Troy, when he plays, he does like the sweeping motions to get a bunch of the fruit all at once but because because i i learned i learned to fence when i was younger i'll flick at them so i'll get one fruit at a time and it's really fun to see like us and our different methods for the game because it like there are advantages to both and it's just it's just a silly game it's just a swipe (laughs) on your phone game but nah, nah nah you get like out of breath (laughs) <laughs> and sweaty and the 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 fencing methods actually work yeah. so i really enjoy like the the like i can't, I can't thwat things normally i just no one wants to fence with me anymore uh, <laughs> yeah because my knuckles are broken and <laughs> shattered to pieces no they're fine but you are a very good thwapper oh, it's, it's a very good game and and you get the joy of uh having two swords so you go to go fight 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 poke 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 pineapple <laughs> there's fun. there's also that uh did you ever play that fencing game i think it was from an olympics game from i think like uh, on the nintendo the original nintendo where it's like highly eight bits and the, it's the two fencers moving do back you fence and forth with buttons or do you fence with a sword you fence with a sword uh in the game but yeah yeah it's just like you know it's Lame. A nintendo so yeah boo no sword <laughs> sword yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> also we played a, a wii Jedi game so that I could I could sword fight in it. Ah, I see. So you like you like the motion controls. That's yeah. what you need. I just want to sword that. fight and gotcha. no one will sword fight with me. And video games are my only outlet. Gotcha, now. gotcha. <laughs> you kick my butt. I can't I can't sword fight with you anymore. I have to I have to get better. Play some play some video games. Deal, deal, deal. I think basketball is is my my choice. Uh I not that like I play a lot of basketball video games or anything, but I do go back to very fond and long summers of playing like those old '90s NBA. Like, they're not even real; they're not simulations. We're talking like NBA Jam, NBA Hang Time. Like, you go to to make a dunk, and your player like jumps fifty feet in the air, does a million backflips, yeah, then, like dunks, and then the the backboard like lights on fire, and your balls all <laughs> glowy, like. Um, that is still so much fun to me. Fun to me. I'm still itching to play that type of uh, basketball. Uh, even when I play like simulation games, I go to try to do that and it doesn't work. I'm like, come on. I just want to dunk from the three point line. I want to. I want to dunk from the three point line. <laughs> I want my ball to actually light on fire and my hands to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I played those games so much, and anytime anyone it, it, like offers to to play those games, I am. I am a hundred percent in. Yeah, I I remember uh, back when NBA Jam first came out. I was playing so much of it on the Genesis, so much of it. And you know, if you make 
three baskets in a row, you catch on fire. Yes, you, you know, do. They're called on fire. Uh, but if you get two buckets in a row, they go, he's heating up. Yeah. <laughs> I had he's heating up, like, stuck in my brain for so long. <laughs> like, I would be dreaming. And then, like, just whatever it was going on, just in the background, it would just be some, he's heating up. <laughs> like, what, Was what? it just, like, what? your internal temperature? <laughs> I think like, so, yeah. <laughs> just letting you know you probably should like, remove the blanket. <laughs> I feel like we all have those phrases. You watch a movie or you see a TV show or you play a game and it just gets, like, stuck in your subconscious. And yeah. Or a song. That's what you think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Now, you mentioning that. I was like, oh, God, he's heating up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, for myself, I just love bowling. Uh, I love bowling both in real life, and I love the video game version as well because they have so many different kinds of it. Like, they have it in the arcade. Like, my, one of my favorite ones is when they, it's in the arcade, and they have the actual, like, bowling ball that you, like, yeah. flick, kind of like mm-hmm. with the golf games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that because you can do like spins. You could do whatever you want on Dang. it. It translates really well. It does. It translates really well. And then I also love like the Wii Sports type of bowling as well, where you actually do the whole motion. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can either do the whole motion or you can do a little flick with your, little, <laughs> with your wrists. And both work surprisingly well. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great because, yeah, people who can't normally bowl very well or even people who can, uh, it seems like. If you bowl really well in real life, you probably suck at uh, at video game bowling <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Brian is, is good at both. Yeah. He's, he's good at actual bowling and video game bowling. I'm decent. I'm decent. I want to see this one day. Like, I, I've heard about this. I've known this of you for many, many years. I don't uh-huh. think I'll ever get the opportunity to see you, but I really want <laughs> to. We've all gone bowling together. Really? Have we? We did. It was probably yeah. yeah it was probably like twelve years ago. I probably didn't yeah, even know about. Back when I, like, I still yeah. put fun at your trophies for bowling. I do. I do wow. have. A, I have a trophy that's three feet tall. He's fine though. Wow. Fine at it, He's right? fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's a shark. <laughs> Don't put any money on those games. Uh, Brian, do you have your own bowling ball? I do. I do. Do you have more bowling than one ball shoes? Uh, I do have two, but I only use one. Okay. That that other one knows what it did. <laughs> it does. It really does. It's there for safety. It's for my one that I'm currently bowling with. Like, hey, if you mess up, I got a reserve. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> you have a replacement. Don't, don't don't do anything to me. Harsh. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know you were a uh, secret bowler, Brian. That is uh, something that's on my mind now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. He's heating up. <laughs> <laughs> I got two strikes. Oh no! <laughs> so much pressure. <laughs> Uh, it's so hard for me to choose a, a favorite you said horseback riding. sport game. I can't. Yeah, yeah Horse- you, said, you Hor- said horseback riding. Yeah, horseback archery. I thought you said that. No. Yeah. Those exact words. Archery no, because I, I do like that, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> Underwater okay. polo with horses. No. Uh, oh, I could imagine that. Rocket League with horses. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> Rocket League with sea horses. <laughs> it's underwater. Uh, no, um, I think I'm, I think I, I am a child of whatever season I'm in. So like, if if it's in the fall, I'm playing like Madden. If it's like any other time, I'm playing FIFA. No, you know what? I, I'm gonna go FIFA. I'm gonna go soccer. Right, there, there we go. go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but with horses. Yes, with horse horses. FIFA? Yeah. Okay. That's horse FIFA. Polo. That's just polo. <laughs> Not enough polo no, games no, no, out no, no, there. No, no, I'll say no, it right no. now. There's no sticks sure. in soccer. Yeah, so what? <laughs> Are, aren't your legs just two sticks? <laughs> That's such a robot thing to say. It is. It really is. I don't know what you're talking about, Manda. <laughs> I'm just looking objectively. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, I was actually ser- asking seriously, like, aren't your legs just two sticks? Just- yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. 
<laughs> yeah, so they're what? like they're like so what? they're like two golf clubs. They bend at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Leg day is every day if you walk. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Dang. What about you, Jeff? I think it's Mario Sluggers for the. Oh. I want to say for the GameCube. I think that is my favorite sports game like ever what, made. What about that frog golf game? Okay, I Rolf Ribbit King. The name of the game is Ribbit King, <laughs> and it is an amazing game. But I don't think that game is. Oh, man, as good as Sluggers. Mario Sluggers is my love of Daisy in it, and okay. it's very okay. difficult for me to let that go. But the the Frolf game, the Ribbit King, that has my love of creepy, scary guy that like makes all the weird sounds that comes out. This is for a long story. Another day, another day. Look it Summer. Up, look it up. Ribbit King. Go look up <laughs> Ribbit King. There is a Frolf master in Ribbit King who has a very interesting voice and a very interesting way he walks, and he's a scary like blob monster looking I, thing. I don't know how you would play this game. It. it it seems like it would be an enterprise to locate it or to download it. But if you can, it's very fun. Find a video. You it have is. to find a copy of it online. I, if memory serves right, it's kind of expensive. Yeah, it's, it's for the GameCube. It's GameCube, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a GameCube game. You and have to buy a GameCube you, and then yeah. buy this game because it's definitely not ported on anything. It's not. No. And I, God, I really wish it was. I you really can play it on the Wii. The Wii plays uh, GameCube games. I don't mean oh, this offensively, true. but I, I'm sure it was in a dollar bin when oh, we played it. When we played it, I think... <laughs> I don't. I don't think... I'm trying to remember how I ended up with it. I think the cover was so dumb looking and there was a oh, yeah. panda on the back of it, like w- holding a, a bone. Like he was dressed as a caveman holding a bone to hit <laughs> one of the, it, okay, it's a golf. You know what? It's sluggers. I'm telling you now, I'm really <laughs> okay. sure sluggers okay. is my favorite. Okay. One day we'll go into Frolf. But, but oh no, no, yes. we're going to talk about Ribbit King. I'm just yeah. saying, no, it's sluggers. <laughs> so Ribbit King, I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> See, so we opened it up. <laughs> I, oh, I love this game so much. Um, the lights are still on. It hasn't kicked us out. The lights are still on. <laughs> <laughs> the game's really weird. It's a great game. It's a great game. Go look at Ribbit King. All right. So uh, thank you guys for answering my question. Um, and now that brings us to Hey Troy Amanda. What are you guys playing this week? Thank you for bringing us to it, my guy. Um, so, Man and I, we played a game. Wow. Uh, we started, I don't know, maybe over a month ago. We've been almost nonstop playing this game. Wow. It's kind yeah. of addictive. Yeah. Many, many hours. Many, probably 40 plus hours, 50 hours. I'm not sure. I just, I'll have to look it up. But we've been playing Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, this is a game that was released in late March, uh, developed by Gearbox Studio. The same studio. That has given us all of them Borderlands games. All of the first them. one, the second one, the pre-sequel, the third one, the next sequel. I don't know. Fun Tales. fact is Troy and I have purchased all of the Borderlands games. <laughs> mm-hmm. We yeah. have never beaten a Borderlands game. Yeah. So when this came out, it was like, obviously we have to buy it. Also obvious, probably not going to finish it. <laughs> I always fall off of Borderlands games. I get like, I, I get deep into it and then it just, I just forget about it. just fades away and I'm like, mm-hmm. wasn't I playing some game about Borders? <laughs> Ah, and then I, yeah, you're right. Um, but basically, Wonderlands is a first-person shooter slash high-fantasy role-playing game that uh, leans really heavily on, like, fourth-wall-breaking humor and uh, is based around, you know, all of our, our favorite dice-rolling tabletop game, the the, the, the the Dungeons and the Dragons. Oh. That whole phenom. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, so- man. So the hook of the game, if you're familiar with Borderlands, is the character Tiny Tina's is just a little crazy, uh, and she's running the the campaign. And that's kind of one of my favorite parts, is not only is it like fourth wall breaking, but all of the NPCs in the game, even though they're voiced by different people, talk kind of like her. Because yeah. if you were at a role-playing table, she would be doing all of the voices. So it's a really like, their attention to detail is super cute. And Tiny Tina is kind of like this 
like teenager, but not she's yeah. older, but she kind of has this kind of petulant attitude, uh, which is great seeing like a big husky dude be like, yeah, whatever. I don't really want to do this right now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeets out of there. They, they have a lot of cute jokes that like they'll be walking into a forest and like, gosh, I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be darker in here. And she's like, okay, fine. And then she'll like change the atmosphere immediately <laughs> so that it matches what they're talking about. Or if like they go into a room and she's forgotten to like set up that part of the story. She'll be like, uh, and then you are, you're attacked. Uh, uh, and, and then, then uh, pirate ships come in and then ti- pirate ships just drop, drop into the, the ocean and then a bunch of trees uprise and you see trees kind of come into focus. So it's like you're living inside someone's imagination, which is like what D and D is, uh-huh. but it's been translated into a video game. And it's so it's so meta in so many ways because Borderlands is a video game. And this game takes place in the Borderlands universe where the Borderlands characters are playing a game, <laughs> which is <laughs> Bunkers us. and Badasses. And they call it Bunkers and Badasses. Uh, and so, so we're in it. So you, you get to play as just a random character. You get to make your own character. Um, you know, not just what they look like, but also you have like a character sheet. Like they definitely found the one-to-one kind of... Uh, um, what was it? Relationship between yeah. like the D and D and the video game. Gotcha. Only they definitely have a Borderlands spin on it. Like you're creating your character, and you're like, oh, I want to be like a wizard, and I want to put these points into strength and dexterity. And then like in the first mission, she's like, "Here's a gun, go blow up that dynamite." Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> Tina, and she's like, "Okay, fine, go blow up that fantasy four. <laughs> like, like she clearly can't get away from yeah. the guns, and the explosives, and they have like a thin layer of fantasy over it. It's very yeah. Gotcha. You're like, why are there guns in this? She's like, it's my fantasy. <laughs> I love guns, but but they do take some time to like unborderlands it enough. So like instead yeah. of having like a pistol, it'll be like a mini crossbow. Uh, so they have like little hooks. There's also guns that are just straight up guns, but yeah. <laughs> they do try to fantasy or put magic into it or whatever. Or there, there are guns that shoot crystals or guns that shoot knives or, or guns that shoot swords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the hook of this game is, is there is a story happening and it's very like, you know, the, the dragon overlord has risen again and you have to defeat the evil in the land. And to do that, you're basically doing some really fun dungeon, dungeon crawling. This okay. is just mm-hmm. like Diablo. This is just like your looter shooters. Uh, you're, you're There's running. so much loot. Running through areas with your friends, taking out a bunch of skeletons and mushroom men and whatever, and then they drop a bunch of either guns or necklaces or rings, and you you pick them up, and then you look in your menu to be like, is this better than this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's that. It's just it's, over and over and over. It's the Borderlands experience. It's the Borderlands yes. experience. Yes. Nice. And it is back in full in uh, full force here. But they really they do a really good job. The game's really tight. Having okay. played other Borderlands, there's definitely been like areas. Like I said, we haven't finished the previous one, so there will be times where like it kind of dies down, or I feel like I'm in an area for too long, or like, hey, you know, I've blown up enough things with a tank. I know that I that seems impossible. Even, like, <laughs> but you get to the point where I'm just like, uh. But this never we never hit that wall. There was always even though looter shooters at their base are just a clicker. Mm-hmm. I've dropped these things. I had all blue items. Now I have all purple items, and now I have all gold items. And it's just like you're just in that same loop forever. But the game is so fun that you're completely distracted from the fact that you're basically just making your 15 into a 17 into a 21 into a 25. Oh, yeah. yeah, the 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 characters are really colorful. The world is super colorful. There's so many different fun environments in this from like underwater like abysses with just uh like uh, mm-hmm. uh like mer like snake mermaid men and like coming around attacking Magus. you. Uh, to even like like there's there's a there's a side quest where someone has a bean and then you 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 literally you prop it in here and then it grows an entire town that is an entire new area 
uh-huh. and you, you you fight amongst like a like Jack and the Beanstalk style with all these houses on trees, and it's just a town that you accidentally sprouted a huge vine and, on, and they're like, "Why are we up here?" And they have <laughs> references. Boy, do they have references! They have Don Quixote references. They have Guybrush Threepwood references. Yeah, they do. <gasps> they have uh, Indiana Jones references. Ooh. Yeah, they have a uh, Geralt of Rivia references for uh, all those like, Witcher fans out there. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yep. You definitely feel like this is this is a spinoff because uh, in in the second Borderlands game there was a side mission or one of the missions involved Tiny Tina the character doing like a, a little D and D reference thing. It was just a, a little mission like Assault on Dragon's Keep or something, and it was like cute and it was fun and it was it was fine. And then uh, and then they made a little like pre sequel here, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, because so many people liked this one little side mission, they made like a spinoff to that to that. And then that was so popular, they made an entire spinoff of a spinoff when this spinoff is an entire game. Yeah. Which I think is just in- in- incredible. <laughs> yeah, because they did a DLC, I think, uh, for it yeah. uh, with the previous one. And then, yeah, this is basically a long form version of that. Right. Which we played through that as well. And it, we had, it had an actually like really touching story. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I find really endearing about this game and, and that, that, that one off, that one shot is that the characters really grow on you. Mm-hmm. At first, they seem like kind of one-note, Borderlands, un- like that kind of annoying humor that's just like hitting you over the head with it. But in this game, I feel like they actually had more dimensions. Uh, the character who's just brashed has a reason for being just brashed or shows growth over the game. And they have that nice D&D quality of like sometimes what you're going through in life and what you're going through in the game mirror each other because you yeah. are just playing yourself. <laughs> so you can tell like as the story goes on, like what Tina has been dealing with and yeah. how that's reflected in the game. And then like, which, it comes to fruition in a really nice way. Which, which spoiler alert, Troy and I did actually beat this Borderlands game. So like hey, we can right. put that that feather in our nerd cap that put we have beat at last a it, Borderlands game. And I know there's been some <laughs> criticism saying that that the, the the game is really short. And I think what? mainly that yeah, I know. Mean I'm also like what? That's if you try to mainline the main story mm-hmm. that you'll be yeah you'll be, you will be done with this. But for us, like we spent this entire time, it's like collecting all the different little uh, loot boxes and poetry pages and going on all the side quests and exploring all these different lands. Like it took us weeks before we got through the main story, but we also weren't mainlining it, and mm-hmm. it felt more conducive to play that way and all of their little stuff is really rewarding like if you beat like they have these obelisks quests where you go and you like beat a big bigger monster like a bigger <laughs> boss um and when you do like their corpse is now in the um the tavern that you, you get, go like, into trophies. upgrade yourself so like instead of just i mean it could have been very easy like hey collect these 12 feathers and we'll give you like a like a playstation trophy or whatever yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but no they they like give you in-game rewards for doing the collectible things which is really nice it makes like going back in levels again and again more rewarding yeah so it's like rich environments rich storytelling and it's just kind of like a, a nice overall fun package and now we're in the, the post game right 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 but but like talking about the rich characters and stuff I actually found out like who wrote this game mm-hmm. um it's this a woman named Sam mags and uh it's, it, she's the head writer for this also the head writer for insomniac so she also wrote um ratchet and clank a ripped apart oh, okay. uh novelist comic book art author she wrote the fangirls guide to the galaxy and um, what's really cool, uh, on top of all those things, she is a proponent of adding um, like queer representation in games. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about this game is they do have queer characters in there. And it's not just one. <laughs> it's yeah. not just like, all right, we ticked the box, like, you know, like weird, dumb tokenism stuff. Like instead, like they actually have characters and, and even Tiny Tina herself, you know, identifies that way. And it's just like, it's so nice just to see like 
this wonderland <laughs> of like acceptance. <laughs> yeah. Um, looking at Sam Max, I found out that that she's also going to be the head writer on the new remake to uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, that's oh, coming nice. out. Yeah. So seeing what she's done before, seeing what she's done with this game, and seeing like what she can do to like update Knights of the Old Republic in like a meaningful way makes me very excited to where that game is going to go. Nice. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. Um, good interviews online too. You YouTube some Sam Mags. You won't be disappointed. Um, but yeah, so so a cool thing is, uh, man and I we are in the end game now, and we're still enjoying it. We've beaten the game. We've done all the side quests, and now we're in that like nice crunchy part of those games where you're just like trying to get the right like sword that has a passive ability that complements your armor, that has a a secondary ability that complements your neck complements your necklace that like it all synergizes together to give you like this big crit damage and it's. <laughs> So, exhaustingly fun. <laughs> so now that the main story is over, there aren't any more stories or side quests. So mm-hmm. to replace that, they've made basically like a, it's not a tower, but that's how I, I'm imagining it in my mind is you beat level one and then you can go to level two and then you can go to level in, And the highest level is 35. And at level one, the players have 100% health, right? We're at level 17. They have 450% health. So when we get to 35, Yikes. they're going to be absolutely insane. And there's something really fun about that is that they took the mechanics of the game and they found a nice way for you to like to continue enjoy it for enough hours for them to come out with DLC to give me an excuse to keep playing it. And yeah. that's very exciting. And nice. the, the grind gets real and it's fun. And we're, we're doing it with friends. Yeah. And, and not just any friends. We, are, we actually played through this game with our real life D&D crew. Which I think is what they anticipate. <laughs> They made this right? game for that that dynamic, <laughs> and luckily we had the, the correct number. You could play with you play with the four people, yeah. And we had four people in our D and D group, and we just giggled our way through this entire game. Every little side, little D and D reference, every trope that like you get into when you're at the table playing D and D. Like, there's like a classic example of like, hey, here's the main character story, but then someone in the background has like an interesting hat. And all of a sudden, you become fixated on the guy in the hat, and the DM's like, "No, no one cares about the guy in the hat. Look at look at the main person. The main person's story. Yeah, but what's going on with that guy with the hat, though? Like, he's got a blue hat. Who wears blue hats? And then you have to go on a whole side mission, and the DM has to like make it up on the spot because he didn't he didn't expect you to get fixated on this one dumb side background character. Like all that stuff is in the it's game. The whole, and it just feels so good. What's it called? Oh, it's the whole like, oh, would your party like to go adventuring? And the entire party goes, now we're just going to find the nearest like bar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They touch on all those tropes and it's, it's delightful to, to not just to experience that, but also experience it with your, with your D and D peeps. Uh, Um, So how did you guys decide uh, what classes you were going to play? Did you guys uh, mirror what you play in D and D or what uh, you normally play in video games? Man, then I got the game first. So we just, I think, grabbed whatever we thought was cool okay pretty much i i there was a character there's a there's a a class that throws a hammer and i was like like thor it style brings too. it back and has a dragon oh okay. and i was like i'm gonna be that guy yep. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like my D character this okay. guy's like an orc paddle paladin i made like an orc paladin um and then manda you were like a wizard right yeah i'm the spell sniper is what they call it and ah. instead of being able to cast one spell i can cast two and I cast them faster. So I, at my best, I don't even have to fire my gun. I Oh, okay. The little tangent <laughs> is my favorite spells are spells where I snap my fingers. Because basically my character will walk in the room and I'll snap my fingers. And then just oceans of people will die in front of me. <laughs> just I mean, I've never had a god, god complex in a video game before. But this one, oh, oh my god. <laughs> um, I want to you, you, go back for a second. Because uh, Troy said that he was a character that threw a hammer and he was an orc. And I'd be remiss if I didn't call him 
a Thork Paladin. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty Thank good. You. Thank you. I'll be here. Dang. All right, that's my character's yep. new name, mm-hmm. Thork. Thork. <laughs> that's a good orc name. It that is. is. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the online has worked pretty well. We, we've definitely had a couple hiccups here and there where people are like uh, lagging or like, hey, we just need to restart the game entirely. Uh, the game had a few bugs with it- like item bugs. You can't see the items that are in your menu, which is important in a game that gives you a bajillion items. Um, but usually it was just an either quick restart or a reload and then you're back going. A lot of that stuff has been fixed with patches over the past month. So that feels good. And a lot of quality of life changes have, has been happening as well. But I think overall, the online experience has been pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, and they do cross-play. So you can play with people on different platforms if you'd like. All Dang. of us are on Sony because hey. Sony. But um, <laughs> if you were on PC or Xbox, we could still play with you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still playing this game. Like, we're yeah. not done. <laughs> like, we're in it to win it. We That's... bought the DLC. We bought the season pass. That's how it is. But yeah. if we were going to make this into a sandwich, Troy... What kind of sandwich do you think oh, it man, is? Man, there's got to be lots of glitter, edible but glitter. No, gosh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of, we oh. enjoyed this sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkles, sprinkles is what I mean. Okay, okay. Like rainbow sprinkles okay. all over this sandwich. I, I'm going for like a donut sandwich. Okay. It's like sweet. Uh, it's it's a little much. Mm-hmm. Like but... maybe an eclair that we cut in half. Okay, let's cut an eclair in half. Mm. Ice cream sandwich. And, I don't know. Oh yeah, put ice cream in the middle with some sprinkles. Yeah, okay that's, with that. a, that's yeah. a sugary, sugary ass. That's what this feels like. This feels like a sugar rush. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's exploding with sugar yes. is what's going on. It surely, surely as someone, is. Uh, it surely as someone is. who is about to work for a French company, actually who is hired by a French company, uh, I would like to say that this this eclair, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know what to call it. It's the butchering of an eclair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. makes me cry a little bit. I bring up Eclairs because it's a D&D reference and it's a sweet treat. Oh, so, I didn't know uh, that. That seems like... Eclairs is a D&D reference? I thought Troy would remember the D&D reference from our D&D, but we don't... I'm not going to explain it because it <laughs> oh. won't be fun for anyone. Well, now you oh, have it's to a explain reference it. to our game. Yeah. It's yeah. an inside I reference. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Check us out on our, our other podcast, Inside D&D Jokes. <laughs> one of us uh, writes notes. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is way too into the game. <laughs> <laughs> Every game needs a note taker, which we'll talk about in segment three of podcast. We will. We will. <laughs> uh, but this is great. Check it out if you can. It's a fun game. Will Arnett is the is the villain. That should be reason enough. Nice. Oh my gosh, He's glorious yes. in all of his Will Arnettness. Uh, it's fantastic. Nice. And then Ashley, oh, Birch, Ashley Birch is the, the uh, Tiny, Tiny Tina, Tina yeah. the same voice of Aloy. Yep. Mm. Uh, and you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, it's which is such excellent. A, it's yeah. crazy yeah. to me that those two are the same voice. <laughs> yeah. I was just performing some of the other characters, impeccable. and you have Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes in it too. Yeah, yeah, they're they're your they're at the table with you playing D anD D. Oh, that's you're, awesome! You're out of game. You're in game, out of game characters. Yeah. <laughs> Valentine and Fret. I and think. Fret. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great names. Good, great pretty names. good cast. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's just nice. You can just tell how much people love D and D when they who made this game, the people who made this game. You can just uh-huh. tell how much they love D and D and Borderlands and Borderlands. Yeah, true, 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 true. Nice. All right. Well, thank you guys for talking about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And now let's get on to the news segment. It's uh, pretty short this week. Uh, we are recording this earlier in the week, so not much has happened. Uh, so we apologize if anything amazing has happened uh, between now and uh, Sunday. Uh, but uh, the first bit of news is the Embracer Group 
has agreed to acquire three studios as well as a whole bunch of IP from Square Enix this week. Um, and yeah, they're going to be picking up, uh, let's see here, they're going to be picking up Crystal Dynamics, uh, Idas Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, which, you know, it's probably going to have to change their name. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be about 1,100 employees in total Wow! Uh, between those three studios. And the uh, the IP that they're acquiring Yeah, what is, games are they getting? They're getting Tomb Raider. That's yeah. big. Oh, Ooh. interesting. Okay, so Dynamics are getting Tomb Raider. They're already uh, pretty deep into uh, uh, developing the next game as well. Uh, they're getting Deus Ex, also which a is big, a pretty mm-hmm. big game. Yeah. Uh, Thief. Uh, which hasn't been big Not recently, as big, but, but okay, okay, hey, that's good IP to hey, have. Good IP. Uh, Legacy of Cain, same thing. Wow, haven't heard about that. Heard that name in a long in time. A really long time. Um, and as well as uh, all of the uh, sales from the games that they already have put out. Oh, so that's over fifty it games already. Uh, so okay. it's it's a lot, and I think Crystal Dynamics includes the uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy game as well as the Avengers. Yeah. I don't think they're getting the IP, but I think they get the sales from that. Possibly. Oh, I hope this doesn't mess up a Guardians of the Galaxy two. sequel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I mean, that's it's pretty big. But what isn't big is the number that they're acquiring it for. Uh, it's they're, I mean, it's three hundred well, million, which is a Brian, lot. Nothing is big but anymore. Nothing is after, big anymore. <laughs> like considering what they're getting with it. Um, it's just shocking that they're getting all of that IP, all of the the sales and the back catalog yeah. for three hundred million. <laughs> so this is like super trendy right now. These kind of yeah. big big companies just buying up these uh, these smaller video game. Oh, I mean, it's, it's I mean they're not small. These are big million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I say small video game developers. These are not small video game they're developers. These are huge video game developers, and yet do, these bigger companies are. Do still... we want to get on this? Are we gonna? Uh, you guys want to pull all of our Twitch proceeds together and buy a indie video game studio? Done. Huh? I would huh? love to do that. Uh, <laughs> triple or, A or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess the one veto just puts it. You know. I guess we can't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna put this so. out there. Let's buy Fortnite. Let me know. Hey, okay. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you uh, think. Give me two weeks. I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Embracer, speaking of uh, Tiny Tina's, Embracer bought Gearbox. Oh, that really? one of the ones that they acquired. And oh. they bought Gearbox for $1.3 billion. Oh. So oh. that's why I'm like $300 million for, for all of for, Tomb Raider. For all of Tomb Raider and yeah, all these that other is things. That's why I was like, huh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Okay. I'm sure there's a lot going on behind the scenes oh, that we do not know. I, I have a feeling Square Enix has has some money issues, and yeah. they're trying mm. to to get something in the coffers to to continue development. And I looked up Embracer a little bit because I'm like, who is Embracer? Like, I understand Microsoft buying stuff, I understand mm-hmm. Sony buying stuff, but what is Embracer? Apparently, it's just like they, it's a company that brought up so many different companies that they had to change their name, and the company that was. Most prominent was THQ Nordic, which was the, the 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 game company that made like Darksiders and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a couple of games like that. They just acquired so many different companies. They were like, we can't call ourselves THQ Nordic anymore. We're just we're gonna we're embracing everyone. We're embracing <laughs> everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're just a group of investors, like you said. They yeah. were just like, oh, we like video games. That's the new thing that we think is going to be going forward. Let's just acquire a studio here. Oh, let's acquire that studio. Let's acquire that studio. And like you said, you're just like, oh. We're going to be acquiring studios. That's what we're going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's not just for money. I, I mean, that's like... what everything is pretty much in life. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, no, I hope that they I hope they um, embrace 
their new studios and and new IP and and bring some bring back some old classics. Don't what if mess up Tomb Raider? <laughs> what if what if they're just like really really like grounded to like Earth and know their worth? What if like Embracer came up to them and it's like, hey, one billion dollars, and they're like, hey, no, three hundred million. We know our worth. <laughs> <laughs> they kept it real. Yeah, yeah they listen. Hey, listen. You know, <laughs> we don't want that kind of expectation. Nah, right. Buys yeah. for a billion. We're gonna like put out like a billion dollar product. No, 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 no. Three million, three hundred million is fine. Well, like Crystal T- Dynamics came up and was like, we did make that Avengers Marvel game. I mean, you know, we, yeah, we oh, billions right. too that's much. That's right. Oh, that's the reason. <laughs> they were a billion, right? and then they were like, we want a billion. They were like, yeah, but you made that Avengers game. They're like, got us. Dang. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, what about the Guardians of the Galaxy? And they're like, but but you made that Avengers game. Like, oh, <laughs> fine. 300 million. And lunch. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you're paying for pizza. That's yeah, it. You're paying that's for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. I'll see uh, what happens with it. The sale hasn't gone through yet. I think it's going to go through uh, sometime between July and September. Uh, during qu- their quarter two, quarter three uh, okay. stuff, but right. yeah, uh, they've they've come to an All agreement. Right. Who's even left anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody. Let's form a studio. Us. Get bought out. <laughs> Us. <laughs> Done. Done. Uh, so now uh, the other bit of news that I have is uh, Bethesda and Microsoft are holding a joint showcase uh, next month, and I am uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, they're holding it joints because they are they are. You know, they're both owned by Microsoft. I mean, yep. Microsoft is owned by Microsoft. Who would have thought? Fact. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're going to be holding a joint conference. And they're going to be announcing uh, some new stuff good. and also showing off uh, new footage from good, games good. that they're going to be coming out later yeah. on this year. Uh, E3 is not happening this year, so there's no Correct. big video game news dump. So instead, it's nice to see. Uh, it's around the same time that E3 would have been. Yeah. So, yeah. Xbox, Bethesda, show us what you got. Show us Fable some Starfield. Fable or we riot. Oh, Fable it's, it's or gonna happen. Riot. Well, Riot's a different game studio. I don't oh. know if you know that. So. <laughs> got you. Got him. But Fable, please. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. De- I hope that's that's definitely what's gonna be. Because if not, why even say Bethesda and Microsoft? Just be yeah. the Bethesda. Just be Bethesda. Why, why not? Uh, but yeah, I think they're gonna be showing off Starfield, some new stuff from that, because that comes out later this year as well. Supposedly. Oh yeah. I, I think they're gonna there's they're gonna invent a new uh, console to sell Skyrim on. Steam Deck. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I think Skyrim's already on the Steam Deck, but. Uh, it's actually going to be coming to uh, to the to the thing with the crank. Uh, <laughs> the playdate? Yeah, the playdate. It's coming to playdate. I'm pretty sure microwave. I'm pretty sure you can play Skyrim on an etch and sketch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It takes a while. Yeah. It takes a while. Surprisingly, but you can do it. less buggy. <laughs> Turns out. I would believe that. Actually, yes. <laughs> huh. Oh, I shook it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got to reboot. Hold on. <laughs> Shake it some more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm highly excited for it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they show. Uh, but that's a little bit of news that I have for this week, uh, which now brings us into our last segment, which brings us into our last segment, which is our tasty topic. And this week, we're going to be talking about uh, tabletop games uh, being brought to life in video game formats, right? Yeah, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, it is. Uh, it's hard thing to hard. do well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's hard. I think for me to to ch- pick and choose what you actually bring in because so many things have been around for so long, and they have so many rules. They have so many classes. They have so many weapons, and it's like, well, do you bring all of it into it? Yes. Do you? Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> I agree, but, <laughs> but I'm not developing that game. I understand that there are financial and uh, technological restrictions. Yeah, so so it's one of those things. Like, all right, well, what do you leave on the t- uh, cutting floor? What right. do we what do we bring in? What are people do we think are going to be jazzed about? What do we set it in? Because especially when it comes to Judgment and Dragons, like what time period? Right. What uh, what land? Yeah. Uh, what are we going to focus on? Are we focusing on elves? Are we what edition on do elves? we base it on? Yeah, <laughs> uh, always the latest. What what, t- what D&D games have have you played, Amanda? Uh, I have games. played uh, Neverwinter. Um, okay. I played oh, yeah, a bit of the alpha of Baldur's Gate, but I didn't want to get too far into that because yeah. I wanted it to play when it's done. Um, and there's a third one I can't remember off was the top a, of my head. A D- like, uh, was there a Dark, Dark Alliance? I did not play Dark Alliance, okay. but that is a D and D based yeah. mm-hmm. game. Uh, I I feel like whenever I've seen a D and D played in a video game, it feels more video game that just has like D and D items in it, okay. or like like at least for Neverwinter, you you played way more of uh, Neverwinter than I did, but I felt like like hey, the spell I'm casting is a lightning spell, but it'll be named like Conjure Lightning or whatever the official D and D name for it is, but it's still just like a lightning spell. I don't know. H- have you felt? That that video games that are based in D and D are more D and D, or are they just video games with the D and D like gloss over it? I I think that from my perspective, the D and D games that I have played is they'll have a lot of the rolling mechanics, they'll have a lot of the spells, they'll have a lot of the lore, the classes, the races. So a lot of like the book content. But I feel like the thing that they miss is like the interaction between characters, or maybe even just like the role playing aspect of it. Is right. I feel very much like I'm playing a video game. I don't feel like I'm mm. playing a tabletop game. Uh, where I feel like there are some other games that I think get that like problem solving mechanic um, more ingrained. For Neverwinter, for example, it's very linear. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to the yeah. dot. I'm going to kill the thing. I'm going to go to the next dot. I'm going to kill that thing. I'm going to get the story. It's going to have all of the gods' names and all the character names and all the spell right. names that I, I love, and I'm going to be excited. But I'm not role playing. I'm not problem solving. I'm I'm just doing what they told me to. But if I look at like Divi- Divinity Original Sins, mm-hmm. that game has very D&D-esque like formatting. But when I go to solve a problem, it's like, "Hey, you have to get out of here." And it's like, "Okay, what do I do?" And they're like, "I don't know. Figure it out." There's lots of options. You and, could talk your way out of it. You could try to sneak around and and pick a lock. Right. You could try to dig through a tunnel, <laughs> take and, a tunnel yeah. if you wanted. And all of your decisions are luck based, which is very D&D. Like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I have a really high score in charisma. I'm going to try to talk this guy into letting me leave." Mm-hmm. But, you know, I fail even though I have a high charisma score. It's like, "Oh, man, that didn't work, but I'll try something else." So, yeah. I feel like Strangely enough, I haven't played a D&D main game that's very D&D, but I have played some other games that are more like, get a little <laughs> yeah. more of the aspect of the, yeah. the tabletop yeah, yeah, yeah. in them. I, I felt that same way about Disco Elysium, which is all role play. There's no oh, like, yeah. fighting, but it's all based on like your character sheet and your roles and like how your charisma is, how your intelligence is, what your, uh, what your skills are. And then you, you literally have to just roll for those and see if you can get higher or lower and you get modifiers based on what you've done or if you, you, you found some information that may add to your intelligence or something. It's really, it's really smart, but it, it feels like a tabletop role-playing game, even though it's absolutely not. Yeah. I should caveat my last sentence by saying that mm-hmm. I haven't played a lot of the new Baldur's Gate. It does seem like it has more of that problem-solving aspect. Correct. Just, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and more characters, at me too, that you the can, podcast. And more characters, too, that you can kind of talk to, right? Yeah, you, there are lots of different ways you can solve problems. It's not it's not as linear as like a, a normal like you know go to dot yeah. video game. But Baldur's Gate doesn't let you play as a gnome, so like well, table what's flip. the point? <laughs> Get just, out of just here! Say oh. no. <laughs> gnome, thank yeah, you. Yeah, halfling can't be a gnome. <laughs> Does anyone here play Warhammer? 
Uh, yeah, Warhammer, big... I've played a couple yeah. of their games. Uh, they are extremely hit or miss. Warhammer, you either have on the one end where like, wow, this is very well done. Or you have the complete other end, which is, is why the only thing I can that tells me that this is Warhammer is that it's in the name. Like, <laughs> just and the, the setting. Like, like, other than that, it's complete it garbage. Warhammer. Is it Vermintide Warhammer? Uh, yes. yes. Okay. War- Vermintide is one of those ones which is also hit and miss inside its own game. They have, <laughs> like, I, like, I got Vermintide 2, um, and I played it when it first came out. I was very excited about it. It was very good. Um, but then they have aspects in it, which is just like, why? Why, why are oh. you doing this? Why, what does this even have to do with it? This is not very good. Let me just go play the stuff I like. And then you do that. And it's so, interesting. I, I'm familiar with like the base uh, Warhammer games. They're very strategy focused. Like you make an army and then you take your army to different places to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they have a lot of spinoffs that are like third person, just straight up action fighting games. And also Vermintide is like a shooter game. Mm-hmm. But how... What is actual Warhammer? <laughs> like, you don't explain the whole thing to me, but like, is it like the tabletop anything? version? Yeah, like a tabletop version. Is it uh-huh. anything like those games? Yeah, no, it it is. Yeah, it's um, strategy. Yeah, it's a, it's it's pretty much D and D. It's just set in a different universe. You know, they have I, its own different rules. I usually associate Warhammer with having a lot of figures, though. Where okay, D&D okay, fair. You may okay, have yes. Like okay, I see two, what you like, mean. I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so Warhammer is. It's one side versus another. So okay, you're usually okay. playing against it. Not usually. You're always playing against another person. You each have your own sets of armies. Okay. And you roll. You measure with uh, uh-huh. <laughs> with uh, with measuring tape. And you have to have like line of sight. Gotcha. Uh, it's a lot of those types of things. You get to the war part. It's, yes. It's a modern version of like what Victorian gentlemen used to do in their study uh-huh. where they would put down like a real French army yes. and a real Polish army. And they would fight like an actual war that happened well right. this is just like space so Vampire. risk they're they're, they're yeah. essentially doing risk no risk is like a map and you have little pegs no this is like i have recreated the train of the hill behind my house because there was a battle there and i'm going to spend 45 minutes putting all the leaves on this tree so that i can have like a realistic and reenactment with these little so tintils. reenact or even strategize yeah if strategy you're going was a lot strategy of, is yeah. usually yeah. Part so it's of like that. risk so and settlers them. of Catan. Something like that. It, no. It's much more. Okay. <laughs> it's not giving it to you, man. Yeah. If, if you've Stop. ever played Final Fantasy Tactics or one of those types of games, it's that. It's basically you have your certain characters or whatever. You move them a certain amount every single turn, mm-hmm. and then you have you know then you have your spells or you know whatever it is that you have, and then you just try to defeat the opponent. Right on. Right on. It's interesting you said tactics. Cause I was going to ask: Is the Mario Rabbids game? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah basically, yeah, yeah. tabletop. Like, because I I love that game. Mm-hmm. I don't play a lot of tabletop games just because I like to watch a story. I don't necessarily want to be involved a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But I do love those Rabbids games, and they're a lot of what you do in those games is based on luck. Yeah. It's based on the luck of whichever when you moved your character. If the things that you hit actually die, a lot of the time you have math involved in it as well. If you get lucky enough to where like your your hits are harder or whatever it would be, mm-hmm. but like there's no actual dice rolling, but there usually is mm-hmm. a gimmick to to that aspect of luck. So that's the thing that's always uh, intriguing to me is whether a developer chooses to show you the rolls, yeah. or if they don't. Because basically, uh, any tactics t- type game is basically a D and D slash you know yeah. tabletop type game. Uh, it's just whether they choose to show you the rules. Uh, like w- Mario Rabbits is just not showing you the rules. No. It's definitely happening. Oh yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a you're going to do between this and this much damage. But is it going to happen or not? If they are, they going to avoid it? Are they not? Oh yeah. Whereas in like the D and D type games, they are showing you those rolls. Yeah, you see, they are. Yeah, yeah you, you see are, the receipts. Yeah, you're either seeing the dice themselves, or they're just like, "Hey, you rolled a nine. 
or you hey you rolled four nines yeah <laughs> and the enemy rolled this and you failed or you you whatever uh so that's one of the things i i i actually see the merits of both whether to show it or not because uh, and and I and I love them equally. Uh, I, I I think it depends on the game whether they yeah. do it or not. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven has made me want to play the tabletop version. Mm-hmm. Like I'm intrigued mm. about it. I would like to research more about it. I, I I have not played the tabletop Cyberpunk, nor do I know anyone who has. <laughs> but I'm it must be more popular now, or has a new surge resurgence in popularity. So I would be very interested to see what that's like because I really fell in love with that world, and I think the world state. Like what the characters are up to, what happened in its history, how the world came to be. I think that's all coming from the actual tabletop RPG, mm-hmm. um, which I- I'm into. So, man, if you want to have a metal mohawk with me one day, <laughs> nice. let me know. We'll roll some characters. Get a cr- crew together. I'll sell you in on this. You want robotic legs? Okay. We got so- you. <laughs> yes, I do actually. Um, as long as I can actually put in the extension where like the side of my leg comes out and there's a gun holster in there, like Robocop style. A hundred percent. I don't think they come awesome. without one of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Standard. I don't know. I don't know why I never put two and two together that like, because, you know, I love Dungeons and Dragons. Like, you know, I've been yes, playing it since I was like maybe like 16 years old. Uh, I haven't played in a really long time, but like I, it's still part of like... You know, one of those things that made me come into, I guess, like nerdum, quote unquote. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I, it, it's weird because I didn't put two and two together that I could do this on video games until right now. Because <laughs> I'm like, why haven't I played a game that was Dungeons and Dragons like in a video game? And I think, well, I, at, at first I thought, okay, it's the rolling. It's because I can't see the rolling. Like I want to roll the dice. But now you guys are telling me that there are games that you can actually roll the dice in? Yep. Yes. Oh, yeah. <gasps> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, you probably have played a game that is based on uh, Dungeons and Dragons oh, or I'm, some type of other thing and just not realized it. I'm sure. So I played Cyberpunk 2077, and that's that's a very, like, Dungeons and Dragons-esque game. So, like, I'm sure that I've played, uh, like, you know, games where I had to pick a class, like, and, like, you know, like, all of my decisions, like, had some kind of consequence and things like this. And, like, you know, I think what you guys were talking about was turn-based uh, strategy games. Right, uh-huh. yeah. right, right. And, and, like, I, you know, I've definitely seen Jemby, like, play, like, the, um, oh, my God, Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. Yeah, <laughs> and that's definitely turn-based strategy. So I'm like, man, why 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 haven't I done this? And so I'm gonna need some recommendations from y'all. We got you. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, right off the gate, uh, Baldur's Gate, uh, three and uh, Disco Elysium would be like probably in the top there. Disco Ooh. Elysium will wreck wreck you, man. <laughs> it is not for the faint of heart. But is it like disco the- related? Yes, highly. Yeah. It's actually set in the '70s. Nice. Um, nice. You play yeah. a uh, an actual rolling disco ball. That's how <laughs> the game is. That has ascended into Elysium, the, the ancient Greek world. But but I feel like the one aspect of of tabletop uh, role playing games that they haven't integrated into um, a video game yet. Um, purely because it would be extremely difficult. It's kind of like the limitless possibilities of your decisions. I mean, right. just by the fact that I said limitless makes it very difficult to program, I imagine. Yes. Um, but I feel like 
there's a trend in VR that's really inspiring is um, there have been a few games where instead of you interacting with a computer, um, NPCs will have an actual actor. And I feel like that has yeah. like this really cool possibility of like you playing a VR role-playing game and you go into the inn and instead of like just an NPC telling you exactly what you need to know it's you me. actually having to like decide <laughs> Oi there like, am i gonna have a rough day eh yeah get am, some mail am i gonna intimidate that person and am i gonna charm that person am i gonna gonna try to trick them into telling me what i want to know am i gonna try to sneak around them and go through their stuff that would be <laughs> awesome a- as an actor to be like that 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 yeah, bartender yeah. to see that person try to like charm me and then i i could see their role like it pops up in vr like a 14 or a, or a 10 uh, yeah thork i'd be like that yeah. Yeah, uh, Al's gonna cost extra. You're not getting this one for free. Like, ba- I can just base it in the moment. Yeah, improv off of that role. I think That's that would fun. be great. Although I can also see the downside of that. It'd be like, all right, great. Let me. I went to that inn. I just interacted with Thork. Great. Yeah. And then you come back the next week, but it's a different actor. It's a different shift. <laughs> and you come back, you're like, Thork, oh. my man, Thork. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> hello, hello there. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here! Throws a chair. Yeah. yeah. No, it would just be a different shift at the tavern. Thork wouldn't be there anymore. But ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. His I brother like that. Thronk would be there. I'm like, oh, Thork, I didn't talk Thronk. to Thronk. Thork and Thronk. <laughs> yep. Come my back. Very week. traditional parents. So I'm sorry, uh, Thork uh, uh, got let go last week. <gasps> uh, <laughs> and by that I mean like let go. Let go. You know, <laughs> off. You know, off the tower over there. Yeah. <laughs> Made fun of a wizard's robes. Never make fun of a wizard's robes. That's right. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. I think that would be, uh, ex- especially for a certain subsect like you guys would love that yeah. yeah like you guys would be into that myself i would be like i don't know i just i just i just want to i just want to interact just <laughs> just like i just want to go but like i just let me just roll and then let me just go by i don't i don't need the banter so that's mm-hmm. you sneak and you steal yeah, that, yeah. you know you that's what choose, it is we, <laughs> we need the Choices technology works. we need the technology where we can actually have a whole bunch of actors beyond retainer so like 24-7, so anyone playing this game like goes to the bar and immediately when they try to go ahead and like contact like the NPC, the bartender, it randomizes who it contacts. And then live, that person has to be like, oh, I, I guess I'm on. Yeah, put, put me on. I, I want to be on that retainer. So a call center, but for, <laughs> call but for a video yes. game. Not not to tangent too far, but did you know that they do that for D&D villains? That really? if you want a villain in your campaign, that they have places you can go and hire someone to be a villain for a night? What? And like play your bad guy? Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. And do they call in or do they just show up at your home and like... Uh, I don't know. I've never heard of anyone showing up in person, but it's mostly through like Skype and stuff. It's like, hey, I really want this character, but I, I don't really feel comfortable playing that type of person so can you come in I'll explain to you the role and what you know and just have my people interact with you that's pretty sounds like a new career for me I was about to say Troy I think think Troy's actually been doing this for four years now (laughs) but for free yeah (laughs) that sounds that sounds amazing (laughs) that does Uh, but yeah and and I love how there's different ways you can play in these types of games like you said Mandy you're a huge like I gotta know everything. I, do. I gotta. I, do. I love the references. I gotta get everything else <laughs> yeah, like that. I want to see everything. Whereas Troy is just like, "Hey, look at that over there. Ooh, ooh, what's yeah, that I, over there? I'm a meanderer. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we would be in the tavern, and I would be like, "Tell me about this tavern. Tell me about when it was built. I noticed that the architecture is faintly elvish." And Troy would be like, "How you doing? No, no, no. Forget about our quest, Tronk." <laughs> I want to know how you are. How's I heard I heard you're having a hard time. I heard you mention the miss. And then five hours I, later, like, Troy, no, we got what we wanted. No, 
I'm having a moment with Thrunk, okay? No, look, you had every right to mention that wizard's robes. He was totally like, I hear you. I yeah, hear he you. I see you. Yeah, you want to you want to go like you want to go get a drink somewhere else? Right. A little hectic here. A little tense in this room. Um, but yeah, it's great. And I I I love what they do when they bring it into video games. Um, and I love seeing where they take it. Uh, especially cuz like you guys said, you guys just played an entire game that's loosely based on a a tabletop game and they do it so lovingly and so endearingly that it's completely uh, engrosses you into it right yeah Uh, so yeah it's great right on y'all oh don't sleep on monopoly though quickly like they like you can play monopoly by like the video game versions of like monopoly Best way to play Monopoly because you can actually finish a game. <laughs> oh, like real oh, Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because oh, they do a lot of math for you. Yeah, yeah. nobody can just steal from the treasury. Exactly. <laughs> it's the most honest version of Monopoly you could get. Although, although joking aside, now that you mentioned it, just quick note, um, Waterdeep is a good D&D video game. It's a tabletop game that's oh, electronic, yeah. but it's not like, it's not you're not role-playing or anything. Like mm-hmm. It's just like a tabletop board yeah. game yeah. that they've made. They ported in, it yeah. over pretty well. But it's really good. Like one-to-one, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we missed a whole genre. Next time. <laughs> Summer bonus is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that will do it for this week's episode, everyone. But unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. That's that's sad news, but I got good news for you. You do. That's mm-hmm. right. Next week, we're going to have a special guest on our podcast. We have Josh Koval from the Still Loading Podcast. <gasps> that's right. Yay. Yes. Special guest. We'll be on talking about video game collections. We'll be talking about maybe some behind-the-scenes developers. Uh, it's going to be a good time. He's had us uh, on our, on his podcast a few times, and we're so happy and honored to have him on ours. You won't want to miss this next week. Mark the date, y'all. Mark, Mark the date. Check day. us out and also check out Still Loading Podcast. Look for the episodes we're on, but like also just enjoy the yeah, other episodes. Yeah, most of them are mm-hmm. great. Not most of them. All of them are great. An exquisite Final Fantasy draft episode last month that everyone should check out. It's funny. It's amazing. They made, it's it's like Mad Libs, but like long form. Nice. But also Final Fantasy. Check out like the Monkey Island episode because like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one you're going to be on. Yeah. Oh, uh, also check out, check out the Witcher episode I was on. That doesn't exist. That does not exist. Nope. He nope. could he couldn't handle the massive amount of yeah, knowledge that his like, cell had. And it, it would have been Hissel. a ten hour episode. And he's like, listen, we can't do this. I can't even edit this down. One day I'm just gonna have to cut it. One day I'm gonna prove that you have not seen The Witcher. <laughs> I know I know I have no proof now. But I've I'm seen get it. I've seen every it. I've seen every season, played every game, read every book. Saw every book. Uh, uh, I've sang every song. I've uh, <laughs> his name is uh, is unpronounceable, unfortunately. Yep, um, and nobody knows actually how to pronounce his name. I no think I think stops. that plenty of people know how to pronounce his name. You know, that's a myth that people have just been perpetuating mm-hmm. for Joe's a while. Face says that this is making the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! No, no, let it ride. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely check out Still Loading Podcast and check us out next week when he's on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check us out online on Instagram, on Twitter, on Discord, and on Twitch at Taste of Dragons. We're we're all over. So we're check everywhere. us our content. Check check the content out on all those places and watch us. Watch us uh, on Twitch every every Tuesday and Saturday. That's right. We have special shows. You will, we will. And uh, this Tuesday we're actually going to be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, it's true. Hey. Yeah. That's what we're going to be talking about this Tuesday. So if you want to hear about that, tune in uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday. 
Able but make sure you watch the movie. Right, and right, and Watch right. all the TV shows leading up to the movie. And mm-hmm. then watch all the movies mm-hmm. that lead up to the TV shows lead up to the movie. And then yeah. all the things, uh, all the movies from the cameos that yep. are in the movie the cameos. that you don't even know. I'll, so it has to just yeah. be all I'm of I'm going to suggest don't do any of that. Just watch Doctor Strange <laughs> come in and just ask us about all that other stuff. We'll let, just let you know. That'd be, I mean, I guess that's also that's fun. That's fair, right? Yep. <laughs> Our distinguished panel of, uh, distinguished, well, uh, distinguished distinguished we'll put out a, a, a reading list. It'll be like a summer reading list, but it's going to be a weekend reading list for, for, for you all guys of our do listeners. That. That's oh. put out a reading list. Doctor Strange, Doom and Torment. Read that one. That was fantastic. I Just like that it. out there. It's one of my favorite Doctor Strange books. There's Boom. It is. It is. Torment. All right. Well. Thank you all for joining us. As always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are... The The Taste Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great week, everyone. Uh, So we go into the tavern after this? Uh, Andre, I've Okay, that's what it is. Gordon says no. (laughs) We're going to the booth. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste.